Good afternoon, friends. This is Vincent, and welcome to America Next. Today is October 28th, 2023. What I would like to do is spend a few minutes with you talking about the gun violence, gun control issue here in America. As you all are aware of at this point, a few days ago we had another mass shooting. This time it occurred in Maine. 18 unfortunate people were killed. Numerous others were injured. That shooting is number 500 and some for the year. That's right. Over 500 and some mass shootings have occurred in the United States so far this year. Now, the first question you ask is, how is this possible? Well, as I've said in the title, it's the guns, it's mental illness, and it's our obsession with violence. I will quickly try to run down my thoughts on those three areas. Let's talk about guns. Guns, they are everywhere in our society. To give you an idea of how prevalent they are, in 2019 alone, there were over five to seven, five to six million guns manufactured here in the United States. That was just in 2019. Every year, the number is right around the same. So just think about that. If you have a manufacturer that's producing five to six million copies of something, that manufacturer is going to do everything they can to get that product to the customer. Legal and illegal means they don't care. They want to move that product. That means guns are flooding our streets. Everywhere there are guns. So people are buying them, they're buying them to sell, they're buying them to stockpile. Guns are every place because of the proliferation of the number of of products that are being made at this time. Now, a problem with that, a key problem with having that many guns on the street is that guns can get into the wrong hands. Okay? now. The way you control that is laws. Now, we all know our Second Amendment said that we should be able to, every individual should be able to bear arms. Well, let me just say this. I honestly don't believe our forefathers were envisioning a society like we have today. When they wrote the Constitution, our country was still very dispersed. Yes, we had cities, but they were nothing like they are today. And most of the society lived in rural areas, spread out. So it made sense for people to be able to protect themselves. Our society today is totally different. It's very congested. It's very close. So the idea that all of us should be walking around with a gun on our hip is not what I believe the forefathers were thinking about. Can you imagine 
New York, what, five, six million people, all of them walking around with a six-shooter strapped to their hips, solving their problems, you know, the old-fashioned way? No, our forefathers were not thinking about that. They were saying that a person should be able to protect themselves because at that time they did not have the law enforcement capacity that we have today or the military capacity that we have today. Everything is different. And I truly believe we need to understand that, accept that, so that we can write laws to make sense. Now, when we talk about laws, I'm going to give you an example of how poorly we execute that privilege. As you know, Maine was the latest location for the mass shooting. But did you also know that Maine has one of the most relaxed laws, gun laws, in the country? You can basically, anybody with a driver's license can walk in, purchase a gun, no background checks, and you can carry and conceal. Now think about that. You walk in, you show them your driver's license, no background checks, and you walk out with one of these weapons. Now let's look at this. You have a product that's being manufactured in the millions. You have a manufacturer that will do basically anything to sell those products. And you have a state government that has little to no controls on who can purchase that product. What is the end result? Big problems. And you see, this is happening all over the country. We have states that have laws that basically allow anybody to purchase these very dangerous weapons, regardless of their backgrounds. So yes, my friends, we have to do something about guns. Guns is a part of the problem in this equation. We have to do a better job of controlling them. The next area I want to talk about is mental illness. We all know that mental illness is a big issue in the United States. It was a time years ago when you were mentally ill that you were put into a mental facility and probably kept there or controlled for many years. Today, in every city, in every state, people, you have to be almost a raving lunatic for them to keep you. Even if they know that you have mental problems, you will be released after, what, 72 hours, a couple of weeks or whatever. People are walking around on the street that are mentally ill. Now, if you want to hear something interesting, pay close attention to this. One of the ways that mental illness is affecting gun violence is through suicide. Last year, for example, more than half of all of the deaths that was related to gun violence was as, as a result of suicide. Think about that. Half the deaths that were classified as 
because of a firearm was as a result of someone taking their own lives. Suicide. Why? Because these people are mentally ill. And we are not doing enough to check that. We are not doing enough to control it. Look at the situation in Maine. The, the, the guy who killed these people in Maine this week, you remember what happened earlier this year. He was causing so many people concern that he was put into a hospital for a couple of weeks for mental evaluation. His family was worried about him. His job was worried about him. And he was in the hospital. When that occurred, there should have been an automatic trigger that said, okay, we're going to go to his house and confiscate every firearm he has and not give it back to him for a few years until he can get himself together and not allow him to purchase any new ones. But you see, that didn't happen. The laws that were in place just let this very ill man continue to own a house full of very dangerous weapons. And we look the other way when it comes to mental illness. See, this is a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Mental illness is real. And we have to make sure that we are doing everything we can to ensure that that person or those individuals with mental illness are not able to get their hands on these dangerous weapons. Now, the other area I want to talk about when it comes to guns is our obsession with violence. Yes, America, we are obsessed with violence. Look at our videos, look at our movies, you know, our records, whatever. Violence is the thing that sells. The bloodier it is, the better. Now, our history kind of supports how we got here. You remember how America came to be. From the beginning, violence was a part of who we are or what we did. The people who came here came from other places, and they came for a new way of life. And as a result of that, they had to break away from other countries, and they had to fight. So we ended up having the American Revolution. We ended up having the Civil War. And then we had a period which we relive all the time in our television programs, the era of the Cowboys. So you see, violence is a part of how we got here, of our foundation. And it's still very much a part of what we do today. How violent are we? Well, let me give you an idea. If you looked at the list, the top countries, the top three or four countries that were um, identified for gun violence, it would be Brazil, Venezuela, Mexico, and the United States. That's right. We're right up there with the countries with the cartels when it comes to gun violence. Now, how do we compare? Places, other places in the world when it comes to gun violence? Okay. England, United Kingdom, 
for 2019, they had a total of 160 gun-related deaths. Germany had 1,000. Japan had 101. China had about 100. The United States, 38,000. Okay? Think about that. England, 160. The United States, 38,000. You see, when it comes to violence, we are, we are very violent. And as I said, it goes back to our beginning. We were bred, we come up thinking that we solve the problem by taking, by fighting, by shooting, by beating someone up. And that's who we think we are. And it's still a part of us every day. I mean, right now you can see pictures of individuals in those states that let you carry your weapons with you. You're always seeing pictures of some guy going into the 7-Eleven with a 45 on one hip and an AR-15 on his, on his back. He's walking around acting as if this is normal. He wants to come across as being super tough, super macho. This violent feeling, this violent idea is pervasive. But we have to change. Ladies and gentlemen, look at, look at the numbers. As I mentioned to you earlier, over 500 mass killings in the United States so far this year. When we compare ourselves to other countries like England or France or Germany, they have numbers like a hundred or maybe a thousand. We are talking 40,000 people per year. This kind of attitude towards violence, this kind of attitude toward guns cannot be permitted. It's not sustainable. This is the kind of thing, if we continue to go, it will get to the place when law and order breaks down because everyone will be taking the law in their own hands. And when that happens, all hell breaks loose. You will not be able to go anyplace, do anything, because everyone will consider themselves the law. Friends, listen carefully. We don't need all of these guns flooding our streets. That's the first thing. Secondly, we have to do a much better job of controlling who has access to those guns. It's, it's just a bottom line. You cannot have a situation when if you're making 5 million copies per year, that anybody and everybody can get those guns. There should be a very strenuous evaluation process to make sure that you should have it or can have it. And once you get it, there should be an evaluation process to make sure that you can keep it. Because if you happen to end up going into a mental hospital or beating your wife, 
or trying to rob a bank or something, those guns should be taken away and you should not be permitted to have access to them ever again or for a long, long time. So we have to control who has access to guns. We have to do a better job of providing mental illness to our people in general. Mental illness needs to become a priority, not just for the people who are violent, but for people in general. We cannot treat it as if it's something that we can sweep under the rug. We cannot do that. And when it comes to those people that are violent, they need to get the mental help from the beginning. They have full access and that we monitor and do whatever we can to keep them from hurting themselves and other people. We cannot have another situation like what happened in Maine when a known person with illness is allowed to slip through the cracks and create harm to his community. And finally, violence. We need to tone down this idea. We know that violence is a part of life, but we don't have to put it on a pedestal and treat it as if it's something special. It is not. It's no reason for us to do that. So my friends, when it comes to guns, I want you to think about those three areas. Yes, guns are part of the problem. Yes, mental illness is a part of the problem. And also our obsession with violence is part of the problem. We have to deal with all three if we are going to get a handle on this situation. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Stay strong and keep moving forward.